Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Talk on the Trinity podcast. I am Baz Barrett and if you listen to our last podcast when me and my co-host Mr Trinity himself went through our pre-season Premier League predictions and in a true sign that we never learn we went and made some more you'll know that I was joined in person by Mr Trinity himself Will Forrest but obviously he had too much fun having been allowed outside. So I'm not joined by him in person today. But do not worry, you will hear his dulcet tones later on in the episode, as always. But if you cannot wait to have any of Mr Trinity's insight, then the best place to go to check that out is our Twitter page, at Talk Trinity, whereby he keeps you up to date with all the latest villain news, rumours, gossip, we put a poll up there on a fairly regular basis, put a few opinions in there, try and engage the Villa fan base with their thoughts, reactions to all things going on. But if you're also there thinking, I don't know about that last episode you're talking about, that predictor, then you can go and check out on our YouTube channel or our audio providers who are Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google. We are also on Fan hub. And if you listened to our previous episode, and if you haven't, you know, you go and listen to that right now, and then you can come back to this episode once you've caught up. You will know that we did not review the bright well, we did we didn't review the Brighton game because that happened a while ago, but we also didn't review our last home game, which was against Bournemouth, teasing it for this particular episode. And Time has passed since then, nearly two weeks. We've had a England and other countries available international break during that time. And although it was a very good win, 3-0 at home to Bournemouth, won't dwell on it too much. You know, it was good to see player who has since been awarded the Villa Player of the Month Dougie Louise get on the score sheet and I wouldn't say we toyed with Bolton but Bowen had a few chances after that um, fortunately for us they got slanky up front you can't score so we finished the job off with two goals in the last 10 minutes always good to get Jacob Ramsey on the score sheet playing for the under 21s England's under 21s in this last week Emery has said the next aim is to get him captain of the other 21s and then into the full England squad. You know, it, it is good to have that ambition. And, you know, he's obviously a, a very good young player. And you have to hope that, you know, if he's in the England squad, whether under 21s or the full England squad in the future, that's because he's playing well for Villa, hopefully. Um, and not because uh, we, we sold him. But no, it looks like he is a very vital part of Emre's plans going forwards and long may that continue. And then that Argentinian maestro, not that one, Emi Bundia also got on the score sheet and there is always the discussion about whether he should be in the starting lineup or not. And 
you know, there's always case for the prosecution and the case for the defence often, often within a couple of games of each other. But I think it's fair to say whether he is on the pitch or if on the start or coming on as a sub, he does have the ability to make a difference on the creative front and started this game and did did well and you know especially with Coutinho out injured at the moment I think he will get opportunities between now and the end of the season and you know there was a maybe concerns a bit of a strong word but maybe a month ago in terms of the home record not being very good under Unai Emery two wins out of two after beating Palace at home earlier in the month and different styles of games, you could say different performances. But, you know, two, two clean sheets at home and, you know, trying, you can see trying to play in the way that everybody wants to try and get the team playing, you know, kind of possession, patient football takes a bit of a while to implement at home when the anticipation is to attack, attack, attack. But the next home game, Newcastle, that will be a challenge of a different kind. And we will see how, how we get on there. But, you know, that is way into the future. We can't go that far. You know, the, the DeLorean is in the shop, unfortunately. So we can only cast our eye forward a couple of days to Stamford Bridge on Saturday night when in front of the Sky Cameras in England, other broadcasters are available, Chelsea host Aston Villa at half five. And the teams not separated by much in the... Premier League in terms of positions at time of recording ahead of this Chelsea game. Chelsea are 10th, Villa are 11th, both on 38 points. And it's, but it's fair to say that there was probably slightly different expectations before the start of the season in terms of where they were going to finish Villa outside chance hoping for European football. Chelsea started the season in the Champions League, which they are still in after they were coming Dortmund in the, their last European match. But a crazy season on and off the field for Chelsea. Two short sacks early on. Graham Potter comes in. If you want a bit more of an in-depth discussion about Chelsea, check out our Premier League the season so far episode, the prediction recap and the future predictions because we talk about Chelsea in more detail. But safe to say 10th would be seen as underachieving for this Chelsea team. Although it does mean as time recording, history can repeat itself. Like when they won the Champions League in 2012, came nowhere in the league and still took the ultimate prize. But their expectations have not been met. And it's 
pr- the, the pressure is on Graham Potter. And going into the game, their last home game, they drew a home to Everton 2-2. In Premier League terms, beat Leeds 1-0. They lost to Southampton 1-0 at home, which really was pro- probably the well, one of the lowest points of their season. They've drawn 0-0 at home to Fulham, beat Palace 1-0 and lost to Man City at home 1-0. So that's their Premier League home record in 2023. And in terms of its goals, really, where Chelsea, surprisingly for the amount of money they've spent, have struggled 29 goals in 27 Premier League games. The defence has been good, 28 conceded, one of, one of the better defences in the league. But in terms of those 29 goals scored, unsurprisingly, every team in the top half above them has scored more. And then you, you go to teams below them in the league. Villa scored 35, Leeds 35, Leicester 38 in, in 17th. So really disappointing return. I mean, you could say that's well because they haven't got a recognised striker, but when you spent eight gazillion dollars, you would expect them to. So bringing that on to Villa and how they're going to set up. I mean, it's unfortunate that Matty Cash is not going to be playing. He is injured for a few weeks. Positive side Kamara may be fit and Dundonka may be fit. So away from home, Villa better under Unai Emery. Know how they are you know, set up to play on the counter. And does that mean that there will be a spot for Leon Bailey you know, in his pace on the counter attack? Or... Do, do you keep the the same team in, in terms of a bit, bit more attacking, if you can use that word, for, for an, an Emery team? Do, do you look to try and attack Chelsea? Do you look to play more on the on the counter? And I think I think because of the quality that Chelsea have, even though it's fair to say they've underperformed. I expect we will have a slightly more defensive outlook in this game. You expect Ashley Young to come in for cash. And I think it's going to be willing willing runners are going to be the order of the day, I, I think, in the MRA lineup. So I'd expect, you know, depending on fitness, of course, you'd expect Ramsey to play for his pace. I mean, McGinn, you know, he's all a near cert in the starting lineup nowadays. What position he plays and we'll wait and see. And I think that does depend. If Kamara's fit, you'd expect Kamara to play in that deeper role alongside Doug Luis. McGinn probably pushing forward, you'd expect to the right of midfield. And then it's a question, do you have Ramsey on the left with Deer in the kind of the centre or do you have a more Central role for Ramsey, maybe from Deer on the left. Um, we'll have to, to wait and see, but I think it's going to be a similar tactical plan to what Villa utilise uh, away from home 
with Emery, it's looking to keep possession where possible. But realistically, I think for Chelsea, it will be set up to play on the counter. And it is interesting in terms of the possession um, because in terms of the last two away games, away at West Ham and away at Everton, Villa have had the majority of the ball and they did uh, when they played away at Southampton. But you could say, well, yeah, because they're in the bottom five and demonstrated when they played away at Man City, Villa had 33% possession and, well, New Year's Day Spurs, long time ago, 40, 41% possession. Emre said that he was pretty upset with the Man City performance. Um, everything that went wrong did go wrong in that first half an hour. So I, I expect possession-wise, I think we will be below 50%. Um, but similar to that Spurs game, I'd, I'd say Look, looking around the 40% margin, but it is not how much you have, it's what you do with it when you've got it. And coming to prediction time, the the record away at Chelsea, unsurprisingly, is not great in terms of um, re- recent, well, kind of, kind of, you'd say, probably last 20 years. Um, there's been some good you know results that Villa have had over that time but generally they've gone as the underdog to Stamford Bridge and I suppose betting wise it's going to be the same again but you look in terms of the goals and I mentioned they're, they're very low scorers I mean in terms of and last nine home games, one free, drawn free, lost three as well. So, in an interesting side, in terms of 95 96 was the last time Villa finished above Chelsea in the Premier League. And, you know, just that gut feeling about not having a good record at Stamford Bridge, we've lost six of the last seven at, at Stamford Bridge. So, I think if Villa are going to get a result, it's going to rely on all Villa's players turning in a good performance. The form players, Ollie Watkins, he will need to take the chance. Only Probably only one or two chances you'd expect when you have to take them. And in terms of a result, it is a difficult one to call. But in terms of you, you look at the... If you weren't a Chelsea or a Villa fan and you looked at the stats and you looked at the numbers and you looked at the positions in the table, you'd call this a draw, I think. And I suspect my co-host is expecting Villa to get at least a point. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tricky one. And I think in terms of, not no at this stage is Kamara going to be in that starting 11 is and obviously we know cash isn't I think there is the potential for Villa to go and get a result here I mean it's a it's comparatively speaking to previous Chelsea teams they're nowhere near as dominant but 
I don't know whether it's... I think this is going to be negative Baz coming into the form based on, I think, Paz beginning to turn the corner with the Chelsea team. I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. It's a tough one. It's one of those where I would not, as I said, I would not be surprised if we got a point. And it's, you know, not with any degree of certainty um, that I predict Chelsea to get the three points. But what I can predict with unnerving certainty is that you will now be able to hear the thoughts of my co-host, Mr. Trinity himself, Will Forrest. And no doubt he will have an opinion or two about what he thinks will happen at Stamford Bridge. Aston Villa versus Chelsea this coming weekend, late Saturday night kickoff. That's as probably already said, but I am listening to, to what he said, if I'm honest with you. Um, anyway, here we go. The last game that we played in was the dismantling of Bournemouth. But how much of a dismantling was it? Yes, it was a 3-0 win. Fantastic. We got goals early on through Dougie Louise. But one goal early on through Dougie Louise. And then two late goals. And those late goals, of course, were from Jacob Ramsey and Emmy Buendia. Nice to see our midfielders getting, getting goals, not just relying on Ollie Watkins. And we were always going to score a few goals past the team at some point. And if ever there was going to be a game for it, it was going to be Bournemouth because they were feeling buoyed by being Liverpool. And we're Aston Villa. We know what we do. The, the performances, again, were very strong. You know, Emery's getting the team ticking, getting a, getting a tune out of them. And if we carry on the way that we are, it won't be long until we are, you know, knocking on that door for Europe that we're not worrying about the bottom half of the league. And yes, it's a bit of a pipe dream still at the moment, but it will come. It will come. Now, moving on, we got Chelsea this weekend. And of course, if you've heard our Premier League predictions, we haven't really put Chelsea too high up in the league. Now, I had them fifth at the start of the season in the Premier League predictions, the first one. I had them fifth. Baz had them fourth. I know more about football than Baz. Evidence. Um, we've both got them finishing low down now in the league. You know, lower than they would have expected at the start of the year. But you're starting to see the shoots of recovery under Graham Potter. And it certainly feels as though Graham Potter will get them playing the way that he needs and wants them to play. He's got an abundance of talent. You know, they say he's got a 50-man squad. It's probably not quite that many, but it's, you know, not too far off in the grand scheme of things. So... Where are Chelsea dangerous this season? You'd say they're not dangerous anywhere, really. Though, Yao Felix seems to be getting or adopting, adapting, not adopting, he's adopting the Premier League. Thank you, Yao. Thank you. No, he's adapting to the Premier League. It's something that we'll have to be wary of. Um, Kai Havertz, he's in his own admission, 
a Chelsea hero one week, and then the next week is a Chelsea villain. Now, we only need us to be villains at the weekend and be party poopers. There's a number of players there for Chelsea who, who haven't done great. And if we can if we can take the lead, I'm sure that Stamford Bridge won't be best pleased. They'll get onto the back of the players. And of course, that could play right into our hands. We've been keeping possession of the ball and we've been winning matches, which is something that we've tried to do for a long time. We just haven't been successful. Oh, man. No, I was thinking about one of Bassi's predictions. Sorry. Uh, not the Liverpool one. <laughs> um, so we we've been trying, we've not been successful with for quite a while. For a number of years, we've never really been successful with. But coming into Chelsea, I think we need to do so with a lot of confidence. You know, some good results for us recently. Um, climb, uh, we're not even climbing up the league, but we're we're racking up the points still, and we're we're nice and solid in mid-table. Ten or so games left. No need really to be looking over our shoulders. We can look upwards and hope that a late push, a late charge, might get us into those European places. Even on the periphery, you know, it'll make players next season sit up and take notice of us a little bit more. Now, to do that, we've got to go to Stamford Bridge and we've got to get a result. Do I think we will beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge? I think we could. I think we could. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 2-1, but my gut instinct is going to tell me one all. Right, it's going to tell me, it does tell me one all. It is my gut instinct, it's not my belly rumbling, I've already had a pizza. You've got to be looking at the team. Martinez in goal. Right back. Will it be Chambers or Ash? For me, it's going to be Ashley Young. Him up against Raheem Sterling. Trying to wind him up. Finger beauty. Finger beauty. Contra and Mings at centre-back. And Alex Moreno at left-back. As he's in just ahead of Luca Dean. Midfield. Dougie Louise and John McGinn. No, don't be surprised to see Bubakar Kamara start in centre mid. Now that he's back, along with Leander Dendonka. Out wide? Well, I'd say it's going to be Bailey and JJ. And then up front, we'll get Emmy Buendia and Ollie Watkins. We've seen, we've seen what we can do. As a team, I'm sorry, I'm boring myself now. We've seen what we can do as a team against very good teams this year. We've got some good results. Notably, the 3-1 victory over Manchester United at home. But we do need that consistency. And if we can get something here against Chelsea, it's going to do us a lot of favours. And they ain't going to be too happy about the outcome. So, be happy for me. Chelsea won. Aston Villa won. And let's let's see an Emmy Buendia goal. An Emmy Buendia goal. That would be a bit of nice. Anyway. Cheers, Tar.
Thank you very much. That is Villa Silly Dice. I'm Villa Silly Dice, speaking of nice. Make sure you're having a biscuit and a cuppa while you're listening to this. So you'd have to rewind it now and listen again when it gets our views up. That'd be great. Thank you very much. You can dunk a biscuit, though. Make sure it's something good, you know. You don't want none of these ones that are like Chelsea that really are just ordinary and pretend to be fancy like a chocolate digestive. Nah, you want the real deal. You want a jammy dodger. But saying that, it wouldn't do very well in the cup. So maybe that jammy dodger's the villa. Anyway, just uh, thank you very much. Up the villa.